Have you found yourself in the really fortunate position of having two different horses that you need to work? But the issue is that both horses are at two completely different levels and trying to create a plan that's, well, doable is just becoming a bit of a mission. Oh, that's what we're going to chat about today. Hey there, I am Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides Podcast and I am delighted that you have chosen to listen here today with me. Of course, this podcast is for equestrians or riders all over the world, helping you to, well, make a plan for each ride so well, you're not riding the same 30 minutes over and over again or the same circle. How many times have you done that? The 20 meter circle. Okay, what I'm going to do before we go any further is advise you to hit subscribe wherever you are listening to this now. That way it'll make sure that you will get the podcast each and every Monday delivered straight to your phone, that you don't have to do anything else. You'll just get them. If you're not, if you're listening on the website, what I'm going to suggest you do is pop on over to either iTunes if you have an Apple phone or pop on over to Stitcher Radio or somewhere else, anywhere really that you can get podcasts and hit subscribe there. And then you will get the podcast delivered straight to you. Of course, if you want to go a step further, if you're really getting benefit from the podcast, you can also give me a review or a rating um, if you're enjoying it. And that would absolutely be fantastic. I read them all and they are lovely. I love reading them. Okay, back to today. And today I want to chat about an issue that, well, it's one of those things where it's a bit of a double-edged sword. It's one of those things where you feel so blessed. Now you've got these two wonderful horses in your care and that you're trying to create, I suppose, a plan with them moving forward. But the downside is just that you've got two different horses and time is limited and you're thinking, holy moly, how am I supposed to work two different horses? They're in two completely different areas of their kind of journey or their careers, their lives. Um, How am I supposed to do this? So I really and truly think that very often we actually make this more complicated than it has to be. Okay, and it's because the riders see the horses as being completely different. And it's also because of the fact that we know there are well thousands if not millions of different exercises there's definitely thousands and then if you put all the different variations onto it I'm sure we could get into the millions very easily and if we then start thinking about that's just ridden exercises now adding lunging or groundwork into it as well the number really and truly multiplies significantly as to how many exercises we can choose. And that's the thing. So many riders feel that they have to choose these complicated, fancy, dancy exercises in order to move things forward. And I'm going to tell you that really and truly anybody who has ever had a successful relationship with a horse, and by successful, I mean that themselves and the horse are moving together, thinking together, working together they will tell you that they got there by focusing on the basics. And the basics means keeping things simple. So before you start to make all the fancy plans for each of your horses, and before you start to overcomplicate the issue, take it back a step or two. Go back to the basics, okay? Now, the challenge then often comes in where one horse, as I mentioned, is very often more developed in their or further along in their training than the other horse. So you might have maybe a greenie and you might have, well, a more experienced kind of a schoolmastery type horse. OK, and now you're trying to obviously keep things interesting for both horses, moving them along in a way that they're both going to benefit and that, of course, you're going to enjoy as well. 
has to be said. You have to be enjoying yourself, eh? So what to do? Well, what I'm going to suggest you do is first of all, get very clear on whatever the theme or topic is for each of your horses, okay? Now, I see so many riders, they just fail to do this. And it's it's almost, it's almost too obvious. It's so obvious that it can just be overlooked. Um, but it's really important to have a goal to work towards with each of the horses. Now, that theme or topic that I've just mentioned, that could be part of a bigger goal, maybe a three, a six, nine, 12 month goal, whatever the case is um, you're working towards. But in order to get to every goal, there's all these little stepping stones. And I would say to have each month themed for your horse, okay? So that makes things a little bit easier. And then it also then allows you to start seeing the plan where you kind of are going and where you're taking the horse, that you're not just kind of willy-nilly hitting one thing and then hitting the next thing and then doing the next thing and nothing's really related. Now, I say that and yet we know in horse riding nothing can ever really be worked on in isolation. And you're going to use that to your advantage when you're thinking up your plan for working two different horses, okay? With horse riding, everything is always always mingled in. It's always this kind of intermix that's going on, okay? And it's really important to keep that in mind when you're doing this, that everything is related, okay? Really, really important. I also want you to keep in mind that it's your approach to whatever you're doing that's going to determine the outcome. So what you are going into it with in your head or what you're going into it with as you have like this desired outcome that you want to achieve, that is what's going to kind of almost filter everything else, okay? That is where you're going to approach it from. It's just like approaching a fence or a jump. The approach is so important to the overall success of the jump or the failure of it, okay? So really important that you keep that in mind. So what I'm going to suggest you do is from here, once you've got your themes and everything for each of your two horses, you can start choosing your schooling exercises. Now, I say exercises because I think to work on one exercise for a whole month, well, it might get a little boring for you and your horse is. Okay, so I'm going to say exercises. I normally say choose between three or four for each horse. Um, but what you can do here, and this is where I want you to, and this is the part where riders tend to just overcomplicate everything. They think they have to have all these different exercises. Now, I am going to warn you, okay? <laughs> You can have all the different exercises if that's what you want. If you want, let's say, eight completely different exercises, four for each horse, they have nothing to do with each other, that's great. But I can tell you now that once the novelty of going out there and moving equipment around the arena has worn off, and it will, okay, that just becomes a huge chore. It becomes like this tedious task that has to be done every single time. You, this is coming to you, this advice is coming from a riding instructor who kind of back in the day, I was so keen to do all the things and to have things different and all that. And honestly, I had a pain in my back moving poles around an arena. I'm going to be very honest with you, okay? So what I started doing was taking one exercise, but looking at it through the different filters, through the different perspectives, approaching it differently, depending on who or what was riding the exercise. Does that make sense? And that's where I'm going to suggest you kind of start to shift things a little bit in your head as well. 
choose each of your exercises. Again, I'm going to say three or four for the month and then look at each of those exercises through the different filter or different perspective of whatever it is you want to achieve with each of your different horses. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example here. Um, let's say, let us say you have two horses, okay? And your two horses, one of them is four-year-old, it's very green. You're maybe working on establishing rhythm and particularly through banes, circles, things like that. You kind of find that the rhythm is not really, that you're able to establish it, but to maintain it is a little bit of a struggle, okay? And let's say you're at a horse as a 12-year-old and you're competing and you're working towards the next level in whatever it is you're doing, okay? Now, with that horse, the horse is competing, working towards the next level. He's 12, he's more developed, he is more mature in his head and also physically I would say straightness would be probably pretty key there. Now, of course, this is going to depend on you and your horse. Okay? I, can't, I can't say I don't have some sort of a, I don't know, one of those fortune teller balls in front of me. I don't know. So it is going to depend on you and your horse. But let's say straightness there, okay? So now, bringing it back to the fact that everything is related in horse riding, Yes, so nothing nothing you're ever going to work on is going to be worked on in isolation. Everything, even if you're working on rhythm, you are kind of thinking towards eventually straightness. Now, and even if you're working on straightness, you have to make sure the rhythm is present in order to get there. Does that make sense? So everything is always connected in horses. It's never going to be worked on on its own. But what I would suggest in this situation would be something simple like a serpentine. <laughs> Oh, yes, we do know I have a love for serpentines. But there we go. So let's say we're going to work on the trusty serpentine. And what I would say then is obviously with your first horse, the baby, um, you're working on it being, first of all, as accurate as you can possibly make it. And then also that you're maintaining the rhythm. And what you could do later is then start adding a few transitions. You could do the exact same exercise with your more experienced horse or your more advanced horse, your older horse, and instead of being it being about the rhythm, it now becomes about the straightness. Does that make sense? You could then, if you wanted to, start to add in different variations. Same exercise, but now you're adding variations to it. And of course, there's so many different ways you can um, vary your serpentine. I'm going to add, I have a, a previous podcast episode all about that. So I will put it into the show notes for this particular episode. I'll put the links in there and you can find everything on it over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episode 1088. But um, yeah, if you can just start to ride the same exercise and then just you kind of tailor your approach depending on the horse that you're on. Now, I'm going to leave you with the thought that, first of all, aren't you blessed that you have two horses to ride? And really and truly, that is something that it's amazing. There's some people with no horses to ride and now you've got two. OK, so it's great. But the other thing is there's so many advantages to actually working two different horses at two different levels at the same time. OK, the first thing is very often the green horse can bring your attention to things, basics, which maybe are lacking in your more your more experienced horse. I was going to say your more expensive horse. <laughs> <laughs> you're more experienced horse okay um but the other thing is and this is the one that I find is really really eye-opening for many riders if both horses are struggling with the same issue 
on the same exercise and yet you're approaching it from two very different perspectives well the common denominator is you which means that you also get to improve your riding by working both horses does that make sense so it starts to just show up a couple of different things that maybe you need to work on in your riding as well which is fantastic and then of course as all three of you progress together it's like this lovely feeling that I don't know, it's like almost a feeling of satisfaction. It's a feeling that we're getting somewhere, we're moving, things are going great. Okay, the final thing I want to leave you with this week is that it all starts with a very basic foundation. And that foundation, I find, regardless of where the horse is and where the rider is, is groundwork. And I want to invite you to a free online training that I'm going to be hosting on the 29th of March. Um, It is, as I said, online, which means regardless of where you are in the world, you can join me. You can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar. And it's all about groundwork and how you can use your groundwork basically to improve your conversation in the saddle. I feel it's really important that you're kind of moving things along all the time. And I feel that for many riders, there's certain elements that are missing on the ground or they're maybe if they're present they're being a little bit misunderstood and if they were understood better it would just improve the overall conversation so it's absolutely free i'd love you to join me it's live i've tried to put it at the best time for everybody in the world oh this whole global time thing is it's a challenge but anyway hopefully i think i think i've managed to crack it this time and um, that it's going to suit absolutely every everybody um, regardless of where you are in the world so you can check it out all the details and register as well over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar okay have a great week keep well and i'll chat to you soon be good bye